I'm ready. You do the introduction. Yeah. Sort of I'm actually going to try doing it. Try to do an introduction this time. What's going on, everyone? This is the Howard and Aiden's most excellent review podcast. I am Aiden, and you are Howard. Yes, I am. Yeah, well done. You got, you got right. our names right. Yeah. I think this is the first time I've introduced us in the podcast as Indeed, well. Indeed. Yeah. That would be wise. Whoops. We're figuring this out as we go along. Yeah. By the way, if we both sound a bit rough this episode, we're both recovering from a cold. Yep. It's all the making out we do. Yeah. (laughs) Aiden might be snuffling a bit. I might sneeze somewhere in the middle of it. I'll try to keep it away from the mic. Yeah, me too. Oh, he nearly went there. No, now I'm good. So uh, this was your pick this time? Yes, this was indeed my pick, yeah. Uh, Gerald's Game. Yes. What made you pick this one? Well, I like it. Okay. Uh, and I'd seen it recently. So this isn't the first time you've seen it? No, it was the second time okay. I watched it. I liked it better the second time I watched it, because what put it in my head is we were talking about The Thing, and we were saying that's a great horror movie to watch with a group of people. Yeah. And I just started thinking, well, what's a horror movie that's not a good choice to watch with a lot of people? And it is Gerald's Game. Because the first time I watched it, I missed a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. Second time I watched it, it's like, oh, this is... It's a lot better than the first time I watched it because I can actually follow it. It's you can tell it's a horror movie based on a novel. You can tell it's a Stephen King novel. Yes, uh, can you? Yes. See, I find that interesting because I yeah. See, I find that interesting because that to me there was a conspicuous lack of Stephen King tropes. Only one I can think of is the drunken father and the random supernatural event that causes everything to it's happen. It's not a supernatural event, and it doesn't cause everything to happen. Mm, it's cut. just an eclipse. They, they're kind of late. She sort of thinks it's to do with the eclipse. No, that's not the vibe I got. Okay. She is so, well, hang on, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we are. Um, so, yeah, this, this is Gerald's Game. It's it's a director Netflix movie. It's based on the Stephen King novel of the same name. And it's directed by a Mr. Mike... I really hope I'm pronouncing this right. Flanagan? <laughs> who's the same guy who directed Oculus, which is another very good movie. Oh, okay. Shall I tell you what I thought this movie straight away? Yeah. I hate it. You hate it? I hate oh, this movie. interesting. This will be the first movie, I think, where we're at odds with each other. Because for me, this movie felt like that that scene in The Simpsons where Homer's skateboarding off the cliff. Right. Because at first it was so cool. I thought the set was so cool. Yeah. Then it went up. He went off the cliff. And I was like, God, he's going to make it. Then it fell off a cliff. Right. Then it came back on the ambulance and then crashed into a tree. That's a really good analogy. Fell off a cliff again. But we'll get into that as we go along. So, But I will say the first... To get my thought out of the way, yeah. if this was a 40-minute movie, could have been perfect. Right. At the beginning, I loved this movie. Then I hated it. Up to where? Uh, I'll let you know as we get okay, into sure. that. But I, the first 40 minutes, mm. up until a certain point, I thought I was going to love this movie. Do you want to start, or shall I start? Well, it begins with a couple packing to... I never actually got what the tune was. Oh, I have it written down here. Yeah, it oh, yeah. is uh, do do do. Bring it on home to me by Sam Cooke. Oh, it's by Sam Cooke. Yeah, they're packing there, and then it cuts to this. Well, it, really, it starts with the wife. Oh yeah, they're, they're packing, and then you just close packs. up on the suitcase, and you see the husband putting a pair of handcuffs mm-hmm. in his um um in his bag, and it cuts to a really beautiful shot of a country road. This is a fantastic looking movie. Yes, like everything about it is shot like photographically beautifully yeah can i say last week we were talking about the scorpion king uh, yeah <laughs> i was talking about how much i love the content of the scorpion king yeah. they always had this cheapness to the way it looked right this one i thought it was completely opposite it looked like they spent a lot of money all right but the actual content was kind of cheap to all do. right well yeah i agree with that because it's it is basically if this was like a low budget filmmaker this would be a dream story 
Yeah. Because it's just a person chained up in a room. Until the end. Yeah, and that's pretty much Mm -hmm. mostly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's shot as if it has obviously a lot of money behind it. So Yeah. There's, so they're so on, they're driving and there's no one. Near there's them. no one. They're out in the country and they're driving. Um, there's no cars going past. Yeah, them. they're a married couple. The husband is Gerald. You know, I never caught the wife's name. Do they even Jessie? say her? Jesse? Yeah, something like that. But um, I got Jesse, but that wasn't until forty minutes in. Yeah. So they were they're heading up to a secluded cabin in the middle of the woods. It <laughs> sounds like every generic. Yeah. Are we watching? Yeah, but that didn't hit me until just now. Oh, really? Because it's like, it's not a manky old wooden cabin in the forest. It's like a nice country house near no. the sea or a lake or something like that. But you don't but... even see the whole house, which I thought was interesting. You yeah. only see the garage. Yeah, and the room. Oh, from oh, the, the outside. Yeah, 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 from yeah, the outside. Yeah, yeah. You see that? And... But they're making their way up there, <clears throat> and they're talking, and he's like trying to grab her skirt, and she's like, no, stop it. And I don't know about you, I really thought they were a real couple. I did. They played that very well. I did until they got into the bedroom. And I'll explain why when we get there. Sure. But yeah, they, they talked like genuine people who knew each other. Yeah. Then they run into... They get to... They turn around a corner. They uh, are going off a secluded road. And there is a, a stray dog in the middle of the road eating a dead possum. Now, I don't know about you. That's the scariest fucking dog I've ever seen. It was a scary looking yeah, dog. Yeah, I don't know if they... German Shepherd? Yes. It, or it was an Alsatian. I'll have a quick Google. I, something it, like that. I don't think it's really important, but it's one of those big dogs that look a bit like a wolf. I don't know if they put something on ah. it or if they just found a dog with a lot of black hair, but it's got like really, the fur around its face is really dark and it's got really bright eyes. It doesn't matter. I, I, I Googled Alsatian that came up with German Shepherd. Oh. <laughs> the same thing. We're fucking idiots, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> We're not dog people. That should be the tagline on this podcast. We're, We're stupid. Fu- We're fucking idiots. But yes, um, is the he, dog, yeah, is I he, could tell the dog yeah. had a collar. You can yeah, see it. Yeah. So, well, she even says, look, yeah. it's got a collar, so maybe we should find the owner. He's like, ah, get off the road. I want to get just, some sex. He does. But he's also on his phone when they drive into a car because he's yeah. a businessman. He yeah. has business. He's a lawyer. Oh, is he a lawyer? He's a lawyer. I just got business. All right. So, no, the same thing. It's a business, isn't it? it They're it's both his douches. business. Yeah. Going into a businessman or a lawyer profession, you'll, you'll end up a douche. Yeah. So she's like, oh, but, let's um, bring the dog in the car. And he's like, hell no. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I'd agree with him on yeah. that, frankly. Uh-huh. But, um,. They get there and they uh, and uh, you know they walk in and everything's great. She walks around the. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's a seafront or a lakefront. They walk along that. She walks along that on her own. She's wearing the hat Marge wears when they um, Homer takes her out <laughs> on the town. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and he's he in the bathroom taking Viagra, isn't he? No, he's taking a business call. As soon yes, as they get that's the car, he, But then it does cut to him taking Viagra. To, uh, no, it cuts to her in the fridge. First. Yeah, but this is while while she's doing this, he's taking Viagra. Oh, okay. From, She's, I yes. thought it was fridge, outside, then Viagra. I don't think the exact order matters. Okay, no, but, but yes. Um, so, uh, well, they she, don't say Viagra because I think that's a brand name. It's a blue pill. They yeah. specifically say blue pill. Vi- you do see the word Viagra. Oh, do you? You do oh, see the, the bottle with the pill. Interesting. Uh, with the word on it at some point. I thought, here's the thing. I thought, when I first saw him taking it, because I'd already seen it, mm-hmm. and I missed this first time, I thought they were pills for a bad heart. Ah. I thought that was going to lead into it. But this yeah. works as well. But anyway, so the <clears throat> Jesse opens the fridge and mm. finds a thing of meat. and it's a starts... steak. It's a very expensive steak. Yeah. Well, I'll explain that in a second. But yeah, so she cuts a massive piece out, puts it on the plate, puts it outside the house and sits there and waits for the dog. And the dog does appear. Yeah. 
And just as the dog yeah. gets to the plate, Gerald comes out. And- like, what are you doing? Oh, my, uh, the bit where he says, she says, he says, what word do you get that meat? He says, oh, it's the steak I cut up. He's like, that cost $200. I was like, $200? It's Kobe. Fuck off! It's Kobe beef. Yeah, yeah. well, it's just... Yeah, those cows are well... Off. Yeah, well... Uh, Kobe Those cows better have been well looked after. Oh, they are. Yeah, Kobe good. beef. Own- they eat better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> they eat probably better than most people do, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like they eat more expensive food than I do, probably. <laughs> but they are well brought up cows. So yeah. $200, yeah. But um, And they say that multiple times. It's $200. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald, um, yeah, Gerald like gets, uh, what's her name, to come back? Jesse. Jesse Grabs her by the wrist and yeah. says... Let's get busy. <laughs> he does into Dr. Claw. Yeah. There's next time, Jesse. Next time, Jesse. Let's get it busy. But the, as they go in, the dog like comes back out of the bushes, like sniffing the air. And this yeah. is the second movie we watched with a scary dog in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Film. Oh, the, the husky was cute in this one. This yeah, one this one's ragged. Like- it works if you just set up the dog is evil. <laughs> he comes out of the bushes going... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the key but, plot point is when they go into the house, they leave the front door open. Yeah, I actually I, I, I cut away in my head to that scene from Shaun of the Dead. The front door is open again! <laughs> but <clears throat> so many problems would have been... so. He must have just been very eager to get her in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she did she turn around and notice the door and didn't say anything? Yeah, she says something about it. She's pretty demure, which is kind of the whole pivot of the story but um yeah yeah he pulls her into the bedroom this is the point uh, where i thought they weren't a married couple because right. she doesn't know she lays down in bed in her lingerie dress mm, thing mm, yeah yes like, she pulls it's the first time she's way, ever been in the bed yeah well she she is very uncomfortable the yeah. vibe i got from that is just they're failing it's a failing marriage the idea i got was this is their first time doing it all right like i didn't uh, get it does seem like it's the first time they're doing it in a while because uh he comes out He's been working out, and she just like has this reaction, like "Holy hell!" <laughs> like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like, he, she's never seen him naked before. Yeah, which it, at I, this th- point, I thought her reaction was to the cuffs. Uh, no, because he has them behind it, then slowly oh, right. pulls back. And point about the cuffs, he uses regular police handcuffs. Yeah, um, and he not- actually says. He says, "Well, I didn't want to use the rubber ones because they give way if you get too rough." And her face is just like. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to use those types of handcuffs. By the way, I have to bring this up. When she's putting her sexy dress on, she's left the label on. She pulls it off and puts it on the side. Yeah, we have to bring that up because that comes back later. I did notice there were a lot of little things each character was doing that I kept yeah. picking up on. Going, yeah, hmm, this will come back later. Yeah. So when they're talking and interacting in the bedroom, they act like this is their first time, like they're a newly married couple right. or a couple on that first date kind of thing. Yeah, because she's like, how do I sit? Do I lay down like all this weird stuff? And he comes in and he's like, "Hi, you, you yeah, want want to do it?" Sort of thing. I thought it was weird. She's never done this before, though. Yeah, but she didn't know about the handcuffs. But she was still acting awkward before the handcuffs. Sure. But okay. yes, when he pulls out the handcuffs, yeah, she's apprehensive. But he even starts playing into that too because he starts like pretending that. Uh, well, he, first he obviously wants to pretend like it's a sort of a rape fantasy thing going on. He wants to. That uh, comes out, yeah, 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 a couple minutes into it. But is this now when he takes another drink and does he take a second? He pill? takes another Viagra pill, yeah, yeah, and then leaves a glass of water above the bed on a shelf. So this Indeed. bed they're in is a hef like it's thick wood, it's made of reinforced wood, yeah. Yeah. So he handcuffs her, one hand to each handcuff, uh-huh. each tied to bed the bedpost, bed yeah. and the bedposts go high. 
Oh yeah, they are tall yeah. bedposts. And there's a little knob at the top, so yeah, the cuffs won't slide off. And he, this is all important, people. It this, comes back. Yeah, yeah, this isn't us being weird. Yeah, obsessively. We're not being anal here. Yeah, they were about to. They're... Yeah, no, no, they not. no. Yeah, you can tell as soon as she gets handcuffs on. This is not her thing. Yeah, but I like I I like that though. The vibe I got wasn't that this is that they're just maybe that's what they were going for because this is obviously a couple that's been out of touch for so long now. They do mention they 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 haven't touched each other in months. Well, yeah, we probably say all right. So he gets um he gets on top of her and he starts like you know kissing her and he starts to get progressively a bit more rapey. Well, he pretends to be someone else. Yeah, he pretends that he's not that they aren't married. Maybe that's where you're getting it from. He's pretending (laughs) that yeah he's someone else. But she's married to some like they don't want to say each other's names. Yeah. They do role play, yeah. and then he starts kissing her, and she's like, "Not into this." Yeah, and she's oh yeah, and she uh, she tells him to get off. Yeah, and she says, "Stop calling me daddy," because he uh, stop calling yourself daddy because he's just going, "Yeah, because I'm daddy, and I'm going to take you, and I'm going to do this." And, and this. he thinks she's playing into it by saying these. Yeah, things. at first. Yeah. Then, see, this is why you have safe words, people. <laughs> okay, so then you know when people are acting and when they're not, like so. banana. Yeah. Or I never, I never thought red was a very good one. No, no. I know a lot of people use mercy. That's a terrible one <laughs> because you want them to yell that if you're into that, don't you? So yeah, you want to be a word you're not going to use. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting fed up of this orgasm. <laughs> Hexagon. Yeah. Um, Math words. What's the least sexy? Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'm sure Bill Gates is a nice man, but he's not very sexy. Uh, at least not to you. Oh, I, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, after she says no, he like questions like, "Is yeah. she not into this? Um, are you?" Yeah. And then she, but then she lays it very clear. And then they start having. But then he goes in for a second lot. Yeah. Well, they start um like moping for a while. He's like, because she's telling him off, and he's like, "I can't do a fucking thing right, can I?" It's like, you know, oh, where where did it all go so wrong with us and all that? And um, and then she says like, oh, "Just take me out of this car." And he says, "What if I don't?" Yeah, that to. was. No, but what if I don't? Yeah, what if I and don't? And then, and then he starts going in again, and then she bites him, doesn't she? Right. Like, he goes to kiss her, and yeah. she just bites the hell yeah, out of his right. lips. She's fucking serious. Now. And then he starts saying, "All right, I'll let you out." And he starts like rubbing his chest uncomfortably. Yeah, starts shivering, and and then he starts like choking a bit, and she's like, "Yo, Gerald, Gerald, this, what's wrong? Yeah, this what's ain't funny. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, she thinks he's joking at first, but he's." Obviously, he's shown all the signs of someone who's having a heart attack, and then he just collapses right on top of her, mm-hmm. and she's just lying there, like, of uh, still obviously confused. Like, is this is this a joke? Is this part of the game, or has something seriously bad just happened? Yeah, that weird heart attack fetish she has. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think many people have a heart attack fetish. There must be someone out there. Uh, there there's there's something someone for everyone, Howard. I bet he's in our audience too. <laughs> <laughs> like, so there's no way someone that sick won't be fans of us, but um. <laughs> She she like pushes him up with one of her legs. Yeah, and he flops backwards and he falls off the bed hard. Like, like there is a, a clunk. That's a dead body hitting the floor right there, girl. I just wrote, "Yep, he did. He did." She starts to naturally, as you would, freak out. Yeah, she's screaming for help. <laughs> yeah, which is ironic because earlier Gerald was asking her oh, to scream for help, yeah. and now she's doing it for real. There's still a part of her that thinks he might be joking though, because she she like, goes through. All the what this the yeah that's exactly what I was thinking. She does kind of she go does it. That, she starts it? to cry. And then she starts laughing. And then she starts to try bargaining yeah, with she's him. Like, come on, Gerald. Come on, get up now. Come on, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. And finally, she's just like. <laughs> yep. I um. But we know he's definitely dead because uh, you can just see his hand from 
they do like a POV shot well, and you see the, the corner bit, of the bed. Yeah, the bit which does it is when she sees all the blood. Yep, this is it, yeah. That, so that's you, where she's like, oh no, he's, he, there's, he like, did. there's no, like even with the body in the floor, you can think, all right, maybe he's just really committed. Mm. Now it's like, nah, nah. How fucking scared would you be? Yeah. Like, yeah. just, oh, fuck. Like, this is the, yeah, I was like, this is a great concept. Yeah, I mean, this is why I like the movie, because it is one of those horror movies where, like, it was just, like, a position that there's there's no reason it couldn't happen to you, in yeah. theory. No, like, no, yeah. Lots of people just, do this. Yeah, and it's like... And no one's ever thought yeah, about like, what oh, if they have fuck, a heart attack. this is just, like, yeah. what would you do? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm totally fucked. Not uh-huh. in the way I was hoping, <laughs> either, so... <laughs> It cuts to outside and we see her yelling or whatever and it slowly cuts to night. Mm. And yeah, she's still there and she's like slowly now she's like, come on, Jared. Like she is losing energy yeah. and she's still trying to bargain with Jared she to hears, get up. She hears some, she thinks she hears someone outside. Remember? Rustling. Yeah, you hear rustling. rustling and... Russell's here. Yes. He's a nice bloke. Yeah, he'll get her out of there. <laughs> so we hear branches breaking, Russell... And then bang. Russell Brand. <laughs> oh, that oh, horrible. you in trouble. I'll get you out of there, love. Don't worry. No, I wouldn't want that. No, 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 no. I think we'd rather, rather the... Oh, well, we should... I nearly gave it away. Yeah. But, um... uh, so we hear banging. She has like a rattling near the door. And she think it might. She thinks it might be her. Because they're... Aren't they borrowing this place from some friends of theirs? She thinks it's someone... Yeah, because they're renting Someone she knows her. coming back, yeah. And because um, I think they mentioned earlier they were having a there was a gardener and someone stocking food in that in the yeah. house before, so she thinks one of them might have come back. Right, yeah. And she hears this. Um, she hears movement in the corridor, and she yeah. starts saying, "Who's there?" And then, like, it's clearly pitter patter. Like yeah, you can yeah, tell you hear the claws. Yeah, and then the snout of the dog from like, earlier pokes into the room. Yeah. Well, what other dog was it going to be? No, it's a brand new dog that we've never seen before. A hundred and one Dalmatians running. <laughs> That would be lovely. Yeah. But, um, no. couldn't be Lassie, could he? He could have gone and got help. <laughs> but no, it's fucking Hitler's dog comes in. Yeah. And, uh, it's just like, and she's like, at first, like, oh, I suppose you're a rescue dog, are you? As soon as I saw the dog earlier, I knew this was happening. Yeah. Like, I could tell this dog is coming back. Yeah. And you can well, tell what the dog was going to do. You can tell it's going to do something not. Well, I already knew what it was going to do because I was familiar with the plot of the book. All right, I knew nothing about the book. Okay. I actually researched it after this because I wanted to know if certain things that happened in the movie, I thought it was too dumb to actually happen in the book, and then I right. realised it's Stephen King. It's happening in the okay. book. So, yeah, the dog starts sniffing the body and getting closer. And she's and like, hey, 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 you stay away from that. Hey, hey, get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if she had said that, ten stars. Yeah, but the dog's sniffing around, and she keeps yelling at it, It's it, and it keeps backing off and then coming back again. Well, the, the dog realises she's tied the up. The dogs are really... Again, this is the second really good dog actor. I don't know who's training these dogs <laughs> to act in these horror movies, but... Yeah, they'll be taking really over well. people's roles soon. Yeah, yeah. It moves slowly towards Gerald up to a point, and then it just takes a massive bite out of his arm, and then she freaks the hell yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it starts licking him first. Yeah, it licks up the blood. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, he's she got takes the, a, taste takes, the flesh. Yeah, takes a chunk out of the arm. She throws a book at it, remember? She manages yeah. to get a book off the shelf and throw it really awkwardly, and the dog, like, retreats, but with the strip of meat that it tore off and starts eating it in the hallway. It, no, it's still in the bedroom and starts eating it in yeah, the bedroom. Yeah, in the so hallway. She's watching. In, in, sort of in the doorway. In I the doorway, yeah. yeah. And then Gerald gets up, and everything's okay again. Because he gets up, and he's like, ah, oh, what, the, what, the, what the fuck? I'm just, oh, Gerald, Gerald, he's like, oh, the dog. The dog, right? Yeah. To, the fucking dog. <laughs> and he just starts swearing at it, and... Well, because she looks at him, it's her POV shot of him getting up, Yeah, and she follows him around the room, then looks down at the floor and finds that her hand's the still there. The body's still there, yeah. And then uh, I think Gerald just goes, 
Yep. You've gone crazy. You've gone crazy. Watching the dog eat you, uh, your husband? That'll do that too. Yeah. yeah. And he and he starts berating her going, yeah. you've been tied up for five hours and you've had yeah. a mental breakdown. You're a bit of a wuss. Yeah, and you've wasted all this time screaming for help, which you know isn't going to come. Yeah. Now, was this the bit where it, you started not liking it? No. Oh. See, because I love this element. I like this element? Yeah. It got a bit annoying after a while because they talk a lot. I did, yeah. And at one point, I just stopped taking notes because none of it mattered. Yeah, that's true. What they were saying in total mattered. Yeah. But <clears throat> the details don't. No, it's not like other movies, like The Thing and that, where I had they're to take... Tarantinoing it, it's y- cool. Yeah, they're talking a lot to make you feel that the writer knows how people actually talk. It's Yeah. Yeah, kind of Kevin Smithy, but I like the way Kevin Smith does it a bit more. But yeah, a lot of this is just him berating her, but it's her imagining what he would say to yeah, her. Yeah, Because, spoiler that's for why, That's why I think it's clever. Yeah. And I also think it's good because because this is a novel and so much... Because it's only... It's based around the point of view of one character. Yes. There isn't anyone else they've heard to talk to. Uh-huh. The only other way they would do it would be to do an internal monologue. And I, that would have been even more annoying. Yeah. I like the way that the, she sort of personifies her inner voice as... Yes, because... The guys. Although I thought it would have been maybe cooler in a movie to actually have... Maybe her act because she uses Gerald to figure out things in the room yeah. and then works out what to do from there. Maybe it would have been cooler if it was kind of silent and we can see her figure things out. But yeah. I do like the element of. And she keeps know. doing these weird things too, where Gerald's are saying, "You know, you you're not gonna pull you're not gonna pull your hand out of that cup. It's made of reinforced steel and stuff like that." And she like slips a hand free. And she goes, "Ha!" And that like yanks on the door, uh, the bedpost, and like breaks it. And she's like, "Hassie, I told you." And then it cuts back to her in cuffs. He's like, "No, no, no." no. She no. looks at the bed to see what's there, and it's yeah. her there. And then it cuts back to her yeah. in bed. Oh yeah, is that a, yeah? It's a very good shot. She turns back, and it's just her still in like looking at her like there. Yeah, fucking really. Yeah. <laughs> no. And Jill's like, "No, see, this bed's reinforced, and there's no way you can pull your hand out of that cuff without like taking half your skin off or something like that." Um, and then she says, "Oh, I got a headache," and he goes, "Why's that?" And she says, "Well, I haven't drank water in ages." Yeah. And uh, this is the point where I was like, I wonder if the water that was in the shelf above is going to come into play. Yeah, this is where it came into play. Yeah. So her hands just make it up to the shelf above her. Well, hang on. We should probably say that we've not introduced someone. There's another figment turns up. Uh, that comes out later. No, this is by the time the water turns up, she is there. Oh, really? This, began- I, I like this bit first. Right. At first. So what? are we talking about the shadowy figure? No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about the her. There's another version. Of oh her there, yeah, yeah. She so she. I thought this just, came way later. No, no, no. no. This happens way before Spooky Guy turns up. So yeah, it's a, so she's not only imagining a, a Gerald that's talking to her too. She's imagining another version of her. <clears throat> and she, this woman is a good actor. I don't know what her actress. name is. Actress. Sorry. She was in Watchmen. Oh, was she? Yeah, was she? I think she's the woman that gets raped by oh, Thingy. Oh, Silver Spectre's a uh, Silk Spectre's mum. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Her. Oh, that's a, but um. Yeah, she because she plays when she's playing her, you know, re, the real her. Yeah, she's this very like timid, submissive, demure, submissive. But her like imaginary self, which is obviously representing this part of her that she keeps down, is like super in your face all the time. She's like insulting Gerald the whole time. Can I say something about Gerald? Yeah, they do a lot of POV shots, so yeah. her point of view looking directly at him, uh-huh. him looking really close at her. Yeah. He looks like the man from Half Life at the end, and talks like him. You mean? G-Man. Yeah. Talks and sounds. Look at it again. That's... I, I'll, he is I will. the G-Man. I'll look back at it. If but... there is a Half-Life movie, he is the G-Man. Uh, he didn't sound like him. <clears throat> G-Man uh, sounds uh, like he's... 
There's a bit where he talks really slowly at her. Okay. And it's a POV shot. That was a point I realised. He does lots of that. Uh, no, there's one point where it's like kind of slow and kind of like tense. Yeah. I was. That was a point that hit me. I can't remember where it was, but I wrote, he's the he's yeah. the Half-Life dude. There is a really good bit too, which is a little <clears throat> shout out to Stephen King novel where he... Um, Did this took... take place in Maine? No. Do we know where it took it place? It doesn't tell you. I'll say that's it's Maine. What, that's why I said I like this. Cause that's why I said there's barely any Stephen King tropes in it. Okay. Because yeah, Maine's not mentioned. I'll get to it in a minute because I have listed it off, but um, he does say... um. Something like the only people who know of where are you, me and Cujo over there, and he points yeah. out Cujo is another yep. Stephen King novel. I, but I, so I, actually, thought that was I got that reference. Uh, I was like, "Well done, Aiden." Pat, Pat myself yourself on the back. Uh, so this is the bit where she starts leaning. So she tries to reach for the glass of water. On, I've got to say, hang on, wait, wait. okay. Yes, this is the bit. There is there's um a little segment I want to introduce here called top ten jokes I could have made in that <laughs> moment. Now there is a bit where. The other version of her is having a massive go at her. She's saying, like, you've got to do this. Like, there's a bit where she tries to reach for the phone, too. That happens before the water, too, doesn't it? Uh, this happens, yeah. Because... What, the phone or the water? The phone... Her reaching for the phone, and she's like... She can't do it, and the other version of her says, all right, the phone might as well be on Mars. We'll forget that, then. But she also uh, says there's no point going for the phone, because oh, the yeah, battery will no, be Gerald dead. says that. He says, I don't oh, charge it. Oh, sorry. At that point, I'm just going to make a quick joke. I went, it's probably an iPhone. <laughs> and it was. There's a bit where the the other version, she, uh, the version of Jessie t- chained to the bed is like giving all these reasons why she's just completely fucked. And it's like, like I can't do what you're asking me to do. And the, the imaginary version of her says, don't recite facts to me. <laughs> so I give you, ladies and gentlemen, the top 10 jokes I could have made in this moment. Right. <clears throat> In reverse order from 10 to 1. Number 10, don't recite facts to me. Ah, a millennial. Number 9, ah, don't, don't recite facts to me. Ah, me when I was in school. Number 8, don't recite facts to me. Ah, Russell Brand. <laughs> See how that came back. Number 7, don't recite facts to me. Ah, a Twitter user. <laughs> Number 6, don't recite facts to me. Ah, a creationist. Number 5, don't recite facts to me. Ah, a feminist. <laughs> Number four, don't recite facts to me. Ah, a member of any major religion. Number three, don't recite facts to me. Ah, a flat earther. (laughs) Number two, don't recite facts to me. Ah, Trump dealing with the Russia situation. And number one, don't recite facts to me. Ah, Bill Donahue addressing the latest Catholic priest pedophile case. And that was Howard's top ten way to offend people list. Play me off, (laughs) John. The views and opinions expressed by Howard Hogarth do not express the views and opinions of his co-hosts. So that you know. doesn't matter with people. Okay, people yeah. will blame everyone for everything. Aiden didn't know I was a. I don't know what your notes are. Y- yeah, it's true. I'm innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that perfectly clear. There are no innocents, Aiden. There are no. 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 We're getting sidetracked here. So I can tell you're eager to deal with this. Let's go to the water. Well, this was actually one of my favourite bits. Yeah, this is some MacGyver shit right well, here. Well, so. she can't... She leans with her right arm up, mm. and the, there's nothing there. She can't really reach it. She can yep. just barely touch the corner yep. of the yep. bookshelf. And with the, the, the other hand... Kind of, the water's kind of in the middle of the shelf. Yeah. So she reaches up with her left hand and sort of knocks the water forward. Yep. And I thought, that's dumb. She's going to knock it all over her face. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because yeah. it slides pretty easily. But then she tilts The shelf's it. right above her head, we should probably say. In case people are having trouble visualising. Yeah, okay, everyone listen to this. Lie down in your bed, right? Put your hands like your Jesus. Presuming, presuming the bed is like, the head of the bed is against the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now put your arms up like Jesus. 
and see how high you can reach with your arms completely straight. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, right there. You know they can't see you. No, no, but I'm imagine they're doing it themselves, All stretching right, right the now. Spaceship of the imagination. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Someone walking by this window right now is going to see what the yeah. hell is going on. Yeah, that's how far she could reach, just barely above her head. And the bookshelf is just within reaching distance. So, yeah, she manages to tilt the shelf enough to the right so the water slides to the very end yeah. where her right hand is. And she just barely gets on the tips of her fingers. And I thought she's going to drop it. Yeah, and she just gets it down. And this is one of my favorite bits of jail because he's like going I, smirking out. Yeah. And she's going, ha, who's laughing now? And she like goes, dunk. And the chain is like too short for her to get the glass all into her mouth. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> He did have a good line, but I can't remember it. So at yeah, this I think point, he does just say this, so stupid or something like that. Yeah. Oh, at this point, the dog goes back and starts going to town on Gerald again. Ye- in the middle of this, yeah. So yes, this is when, yes, she, that, yeah, and this is when she's like, "Oh, I need to get on the move." Yeah. So I was like, "What the hell's going to happen now?" And then she reaches with her left hand. No, her version of her imaginary self tells her, "You know, you bought that new. There's a price tag." Yeah, now that impre- Now this might be just because I missed it first time, but like because I saw her, I when I saw her pulling the um label off her thing, I thought nothing of that. Oh, I knew. Oh, uh, well, okay, because why would they show it? I thought it was just she was scatterbrained and forgot yeah. the label there. Like I just that's all I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was just. I, to, I thought it was just to show <laughs> that she to show the audience that she would bought this dress just for this occasion because the thing was still on there. But she put it up there, and when she brought it back, I was like, oh. Oh, okay then. Yeah. When I saw it though, I was thinking. Oh no, because she, because uh, um, Gerald says something like, he says the line that he said earlier when he said, um, she she says I like my new dress when they're starting yeah. to say she says I like my new dress and says, well you like it up around your shoulders. Yes. Obviously, mine's going to pull up, and he repeats that line, and that's what makes her think of the uh, thing up there. When she gets the price tag though, I was really confused at what she was going to do. Did you know what she was going to do when you saw the price tag? Well, here's the thing. When I watched it this time, yes. Yeah, the I, first time. The first time, I didn't know the price tag was there. Ah. So it's jumbled up, you see. Okay. Uh, when I saw I it, I him. thought, is she going to bend into a key and unlock herself <laughs> up? But no, she's actually smarter yeah. than me. Yeah. She rolls it in such a way so she can make a straw. Yeah. But she, like, it's not like, because it's with one hand. Yeah. Genius woman. Super skills. Yeah, MacGyver's jealous. She must have been, she must have been good at making rollies at school. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and she and she drinks through that. She puts both the straw and the glass up there, and she's like, you know, does a little, rightfully proud of herself, rightfully yeah. proud. But yeah. she drinks a little bit, and then imaginary herself goes, nah, don't drink too much because you don't know how long you're gonna be exactly. here. Oh, and then she starts like saying, why am I so tired? And said, I oh, will see adrenaline. Um, uh, will keep you going for a while, but you're crashing now. And then um, the uh, the other version of her says, well, she says something like, don't get too mad at Gerald because you know. He put you in those cuffs long before Gerald did. Imagine if Gerald goes, who's he? And she just goes, uh, I think she just says nothing, drifts off to sleep. Yeah. So, that foreshadowing. Cut to later on. This is my favourite scene in the movie. Okay. Movie. So, Jessie is actually asleep on the bed, and she hears the dog barking, and it runs away. Well, first there's this really creepy scene where the camera's like going down the corridor. Okay. The, the corridor that leads to the room. Yeah. And you see the dog lying it, and the dog's like head suddenly just jerks up, and it like looks around, obviously scenting something that it doesn't doesn't like, and it runs off. And uh, cuts to Jessie. She wakes up in bed. She looks around, kind of groggily. Uh, she twitches her hand a bit because you know they're chafing in the cuffs while she's sleeping. Yeah. Gerald's throwing the pillows on the floor too. That's another thing we probably should have mentioned. So she's got no support. Oh in bed. yeah. 
And she looks around, she hears like the dog barking as it runs away, so it's running off back into the woods outside. And she looks in like the shadowy corner of the room. And what what did you think when you saw this thing? I've had something similar like this happen to me in real life, where I've been so tired, and I look at the edge of my bed, and I can see a shadowy figure. Okay. And I freak the fuck out. So did this scare you? I it did until you actually see it move. Okay. And you realise it's real. Right. If they'd kept it imaginary. See, I sort of agree with that. I know where this is going. Fucking love that. But no, so you see a shadowy figure. In my version, the internet was playing up, so it was only in standard definition, so it even looked worse. Right. And you sort of see it and you're like, is it real? Yeah. And then it cuts back and it's closer to the bed. But there's still the question, is it real? In fact, she keeps um, going. She keeps arguing with yeah. Gerald. Was that real? And she's saying it is, and Gerald's saying no, it is. But, but even then, and even when you say, "Hang, on, we should probably say what it is first. There's um a tall, really tall figure. He looks like you know that episode of you know Star Trek. Yep. Now you'd have to be a Trekkie to get this. You know the alien that's <clears throat> the servant for Diana's mother. Yes. Oh yeah. Imagine him yeah. if he had a child with Lord Voldemort. Okay, I that had Down syndrome. Because that's is... what this guy looks like. Because <laughs> it's this is a podcast for horror movie fans. Yeah. It's one of the guys from The Hills Have Eyes. Oh really? It's exactly that. It's just a tall, bold oh, dude right. with I a thought, disfigured face. I thought face. the guy who was playing him was from The Hills if Have you, Eyes. If you watch The Hills Have Eyes. Like all the guys in it look like him. He looks, he looks but horrible. He looks terrifying. That's his actual face. This I think they put some. No, I'm, in the final scene in the courtroom, which we'll get to. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the point. They put some on him. They put something bit. on him to make him. Look. But he is a six foot something lanky. Yeah, dude. he's got a. Is it a poth? A path? Yeah, what are they called? The, the people that cured the plague. A doctor, sort of a doctor's case. Apothecary. Apothecary's case, yeah. Yeah, and he sort of opens, he opens up a big leather pouch. It opens up. And all I saw, right, because there were lots of things in there. The yeah. one thing that caught my eye was a jawbone with lots of gold teeth. Mm. And I was like, Ugh. It's full of jewels and bones. I Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was just bones because all I saw was the jawbone. But uh-huh. yeah, later on they tell you. That it's jewellery mainly. It's covered in... It's not main... Yeah, yeah and he's he's wearing like a ragged robe. Yeah. And he's got like a necklace made of ears and, and with like all this weird shit all over it. I liked it at this point. Yeah. And she she like stares at it, understandably freaking out, and she, she like shuts her eyes and just says, just keeps saying like, it's not real. It's not really there. Uh, and no, she, Gerald at this point goes, it might be real. Yeah, and she opens her eyes again and... It, it it is gone by yeah. that point, isn't it? Now, and um, Gerald has this is my probably my favourite conversation they have with each other. He's okay. like saying that um, yeah, well, he first says, "Well, maybe he just moved. Yeah, maybe he's under the bed now. You know, he could reach you up any second and grab you." And then they do, I guess, a jump scare. Yeah. The reason, but the reason I like it is they don't. You know, most jump scares when they do that, they make um, they always play that chord done like that. They just. He in total silence, his hand just comes up. Yeah, I didn't make me jump. I just thought it was creepy. Yeah, um, is this the point where she like looks around? And he goes, "No, it's definitely real." And they go, "Why is that?" And they go, "Well, if you look at the blood." No, no, that comes later. Okay, that comes the next day. But so um, I'll say, uh, I, I'm just oh, gonna. This yeah. is the point where yeah. I realize he looked like the Half Life dude because this okay. is the bit where he gets closer yeah, and closer. I think, but he is creepy in this bit. But he starts saying things like, um, "You know, ghouls and goblins and the living dead—they can't hurt you in broad daylight." And even at night, as long as you're with someone. But if you're all alone in the dark. Well, you know, and the reason that freaked me out a bit is because I think we all think that. 
Yeah. It's very easy to mm-hmm. say, oh, there's no such thing of them when we're uh, you know, in the daylight or we're in a group. But when you're on your own in the dark, it's like, There's always a bit of you. There's a bit of you that's like, you know, if I look at the end of my bed, yeah. is there going to be something standing there sort of thing? So At this point, I looked at how much time was left. Yeah. And I was like, huh, there's an hour left of this movie. Yeah. We've gone 40 minutes in. What can they do from here? This is where it fell off a cliff for me. It plunged It's the flashback, isn't it, that you don't like? Yep. Yeah. It didn't need this. None of this was you necessary. You do for the story they're telling. I didn't want this. Okay. None of this. Go. So I'll say at this point, if they had just kept to the woman in the bed, tied there, the imaginary man, yeah. the dog, yeah. and then the ending was her getting out mm. and then ending up in hospital, fine. They had to add 40 minutes of, in my opinion, bullshit. All right. It was not necessary, didn't add anything, and I hated all of it. Okay. I know why people say it has to be this long. It has to be an hour and 40 minutes because all movies now have to be an hour and 40 minutes. This is Netflix's own original movie mm. for their own service. Yeah. They can make an hour-long movie. Yeah. It doesn't need to be two hours. You do need to remember this is based off a book. And this is how it happened in that. And, uh, this is Actually, I read why. I was like, why did they do all these things? This can be in the book. Then yeah. that's when I realised it was a Stephen King book. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is very Stephen this King. Is the clo- this is the only bit that reminded me of Stephen King. Because the they start... And do you want to take it from me? Because I hated all of this from here. See, uh, what happens is she falls asleep again, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Now, she falls asleep and she wakes up again. So she's obviously having a dream. But it's a flashback dream. It goes back to uh, when she's a little girl. 12 years old. Yeah, it's about to... Yes. And she's gone away with her parents to a summer house by the lake. This one is a lake. Yep. They actually did say a they lake. They keep calling it the lake yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're there to watch a an eclipse happening, which is, I think it's a double solar eclipse, they said. It only happens like once every 500 years, something yep. like that. But um, So it's her, her pe- two parents, and a brother? Yes. Yeah. And the mother's pregnant as well. Now, they... Uh, Probably should say something before we do this. Right before she blanks out, this is after Gerald has oh, that speech, yeah. he calls her Mouse. Oh, okay. She says, what did you just call me? Yeah. And he says it again. She's like, don't call me that. And she falls asleep. And straight away you get where this is going because um, the dad's nickname, the pet name for her is Mouse. He calls her Mouse. They want to go out. Uh, the the mum wants to go out on a boat onto the lake to watch the eclipse. But uh, young Jessie don't want to go mm-hmm. for some reason. So she says she's going to stay there. Dad decides he's going to stay with her. The mum and the dad are, the, are arguing. Because See, she, the mum hates Jessie. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, but, um, they never explain it. They just say she hates I, her. Which I don't mind. Uh, Always you know, preferred the son. Family. Like, yeah, Again, this yeah. is the only bit that felt Stephen King to me. Because that is that is kind of a Stephen King trope, the dysfunctional family. Uh, the, the, it would have felt 100% if the dad punched the daughter in the face. And if the dad... Now, the dad actually is an alcoholic, they say it later, but yeah. they don't show it. They never <laughs> actually show him drinking in this. So, all right, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll give him props for that. The dad stays behind... The, 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 they watch the rest of the family going on the boat, so they've stayed behind. He puts on the radio the song from earlier, the Sam Cooke song. Comes, oh, oh, no, it doesn't just now. It's a different no, song. it's the radio man who keeps yeah. talking about the eclipse. Yeah. They're sitting on um the bench watching it. Now, I'm just going to say this. The eclipse start, starts. No, it doesn't start just yet. Um, no, it does. He pulls out the goggle box or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, yeah, she's watching it. But he's talking about... Now, here's the thing. 
The dad is super creepy, and he's obviously attracted to the daughter. A molesty thing coming, so should we put a trigger warning? If you don't like storylines of uh, involving paedophiles, listen. Yeah, yeah. but to, what, go ahead two what really upset me about it is the guy playing the dad calling us like the guy playing Ant-Man. <laughs> and I was like, no, this, oh, really? no. But um, I, I always forget his name. Uh, I know got, who you're talking about. He's got about. a really unusual name, but... um. He does it in a weird way that he asks. He asks very subtly to the, what they do do. I think in this is a very good way. They they capture how child molesters manip, are very good at manipulating. Yes. They do that very well because he sort of talks her into sitting on his lap. Well, he starts talking about yeah. how they're getting so distant, and at this point, the daughter knows like that the dad. And Gerald. Mm, so the daughter and the dad. The daughter knows that the dad supports the daughter while the uh-huh. mum doesn't. Yeah. So he's he sort of plays that. But he doesn't know that she knows this, which I thought was a little bit weird. But yeah, she plays up like, oh, we haven't been talking as much as we used to. We used to be really close. Why don't we do things like old time? Because you used to like to sit on my lap. Yeah, yeah. And we used to do things. And he says, like, no, 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 that's silly. You're a big girl now. Yeah. You don't want to do that. And she's like, no, no, I'll sit in your lap. And he's, she sits on that. And then the eclipse starts. And I've got to say, the eclipse looks fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it's it. red. It's bright red. Like it, it, Everything's like bathed in like this hellish red glow. She sits on his lap, and it's got one of those three D viewer things yeah. on. So it's yeah. like a go- like a VR headset sort of thing. But she has to hold it on, and she's yeah. just looking straight. And all she can see is the eclipse. Yeah, you don't see anything, do you? No. And they don't really make it clear when you're just watching it. You uh, find out later is he doesn't actually do anything no, I, to her. She I could just... tell he wasn't doing anything to her, yeah. but he was doing stuff to himself. Yeah, he's basically touching himself while she's sitting on. His lap. And but he's staring at her back. Yeah. Yeah, they but make he, that clear. But he doesn't actually do anything. And then, then does she wake up? Yes, yes she does wake yeah. up because the rest of it comes later. She wakes up and... Oh, that's it. And her wrists are absolutely fucked because she's been lying on them all night. So they're all like red and swollen. Yeah. She has to like sit up in and like get them flowing again. And it's... Oh, and ugh. you see Cujo's back. Yep. And now there's flies. Yes. Flies so, everywhere. Yeah, and her... Oh, her arms were purple. Yeah. And uh, I think Gerald says, you haven't moved for ages. Yeah, you've got the circulation going, come on. So she starts kicking wildly to make the blood go around the whole body. Um, Cujo's back. Yeah, this is the bit where they start talking about whether or not the moonlight, they call him the moonlight man in this, where she's basically saying he's not real. And Gerald says, oh, why are you so scared to look in the corner then? She looks over and there is a footprint in blood yeah well actually this is about what Gerald starts talking about how she married him because he reminds her of a father oh yeah because um, that's well, the big part yeah it's like, well, let's think about this you married an older man so there's a daddy element there they were both lawyers mm-hmm. they both objectified you yep and they both what was the other one there was another point I don't know because he just starts murmuring that yeah and I, he's, oh, he there is saying, a lot of murmuring in this and Some he of, starts saying oh that wasn't the worst thing your father ever did and yeah. she's like no shut up and he just starts going yeah 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 oh she it, starts explaining that he didn't do anything directly to her yeah so he's okay yeah it's her fault she starts blaming herself for what her father did no she doesn't doesn't she she says what made it what made it bad wasn't what he did it's what he did afterwards yeah, bedroom. but she does kind of say, oh, it's not bad because he did it to himself. I thought she blamed her mum a bit more. Probably. Yeah, she yeah. did blame the mum a bit, yeah. yeah. For buying the dress, I think. <sighs> something like that. Something like that. I think yeah. it was all for pushing the father away or something like that. She's clearly in denial. Yeah, and she's, she also says something like um, her mother 
Her mother never acknowledged it because that meant she would also have to acknowledge that the newborn baby would might have to go through something like this. Yeah. Something like that. But the point we're getting at is, yeah, she's denying it. There, did you see that weird scene where Gerald had the fly in his mouth? Yeah. Do you remember that? I was like, what the fuck was that all about? That was like... It made a bit more sense because it's not real. Yeah. So imagine what you want. It's just fucking weird. But um, it's very weird. Like the, the fly lands on his lip, crawls into his mouth. He like puts his tongue on it, rolls it along his teeth, and then lets it go again. What movie does that happen? There's another movie. It like happens in, in... There's two I can think of. It happens in um, Raiders of the Lost yep. Ark. The fly just crawls into the, the French guy's archaeologist's mouth. And the bit in Cable Man. Remember when um, <laughs> the Cable Guy... Is it Cable Man or Cable Guy? Cable it's Guy. Cable Guy, isn't it? Yeah, when uh, um, Jim Carrey's lying on the floor, he's like, hey, I'm you. And the spider just crawls along his face like that. It's like, it's like that, but the fly's CG'd. And like I said, it's yeah. not that weird because yeah. it's... She's gone crazy, so... Yeah. Sense. What's that? And then she starts counting down from ten. Yes, she tells. She says, "I'm going to count down from ten, and when I wake up, you're all going to be gone." Yeah. So she. Oh, and uh, but her other, her alternate self keeps saying, "But you can't fall asleep because if you fall asleep now, you're fucked. You have to. You you have to find a way to get out of here." And it's um. This was the point where they just start talking so much where I stopped taking notes because they're just talking I about you, stuff. I thought that was already earlier. Uh, a little bit, but I was still like really paying yeah, attention. Yeah. It was at this point because uh, at one point. Uh, uh yeah i can't oh we get another flashback yeah this is where the, this is the bit where she says it wasn't what he did to me on the bench it was what happened well, afterwards I'm, now i made a point jesse's father starts repeating the exact same stuff that gerald was saying to her ah see i didn't pick up on that that yeah. much but yeah well uh, first of all it explains why she didn't want him calling himself daddy yeah so that's uh one thing but um it, it goes to the father like obviously just after this has happened now Young Jessie's sitting on her bed. Her dad comes and sits next to her. And again... How long after the original flashback was this? It's probably about five minutes. Okay. But she's got... The implication is she's fallen asleep again. That's yeah. why I didn't mind these flashbacks. They didn't seem forced. I said, all right, they're obviously dreams. Yeah. So, it, to me, it was sort of worked in smoothly enough into the, the flow of the movie. But um, she's obviously fallen asleep again because her counterpart, her doppelganger, kept saying, all right, but don't fall asleep. And she counted down from ten... They've disappeared, but she's obviously fallen asleep again. Yeah. And now, um, yeah, so the the father's sitting next to her on the bed. And he, again, does this, they, they do this very well, how people like this will manipulate mm-hmm. their um victims. He tries to say it like, well, you, you know, we've got to tell your mother. We've, we've just got to tell your mother, you know, especially finds out now, then a couple of years. And she's like, oh, no. By the way, that little girl, mm-hmm. super good actor, like mm-hmm. blubbing her eyes out. Really bought um, sells sells the part sells fear yeah sells fear sells in herself yeah yeah sells um just how distraught she is too. yeah and he eventually gets to the point where he gets her to basically he... admit thinking that it's her idea that she'll never tell anybody yeah and that it's her fault kind of one thing I would say I liked about this flashback yeah. was how it transitioned back to the bedroom oh, we'll get to that. Another thing I liked about it, how it looked, because it's all bathed in that kind of hellish red light. Yeah. That looks really cool. I love I know which bit you're talking about. I love this bit. I had to wind it back uh, to watch it again just because I liked it. Now, well, do you want to say talk, it? Or? Well, I'm talking about the bit where he's looking at 12-year-old Jesse, and then 12-year-old Jesse looks back at the dad. The dad looks back, and it's normal time, Jesse. And she says something like, and she she's mutters tied to the bed still. Yeah, and she mutters something, doesn't she? I can't remember what happens, uh, but I just yes, remember, Daddy, I just because it happened more than once. 
They do. They they edit it very well in this. I thought you were talking about the bit where it's after the dad walks out the room. Oh, and she looks at young Jesse, like little girl Jesse, lies back on the bed, and she pulls like a puzzled face and looks down, and it's the fucking moonlight man. Yeah, like licking her feet. Yeah, it's one of the most horrific images I've ever seen in my entire life. Cuts back to real life Jesse, and his eyes are like yellow and glowing and stuff. He looks like something out of Resident Evil or something like that. Cuts back to, you know, Monday, Jesse. She wakes up and it's the dog licking her feet. Yeah. She kicks it in the face. It jumps up on the bed and starts biting her leg. Like, seriously, she kicks it again. And then it, like, it jumps back and then attacks Gerald's body. And yeah. it, like, proper goes. Like, you hear, like, ribs cracking. And, like, <laughs> and it, like, comes back with a hunk of flesh. Like, everything happens so fast, too. It's, like, just having this little talk. You know, flashback. You want to tell mommy, will you? I mean, it's horrible, but it's, like... You know, it's total silence too. There's no music. There's yeah. lots of bits where there's just no music. It's just people talking, and then it's just all this shit hits you as well. Oh, it's a monster licking my feet. Oh no, it's a dog. Oh, it's burning me. Oh, it's eating my husband. Oh shit, I'm still here. It's like yeah, nah, this movie jokes you around all over the place. Yeah. But, um, oh, this is one where Gerald starts saying, "You won't have enough energy to kick the dog yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, you'll get too weak, and the dog's gonna." Yeah. yeah. This is where she decides she has got to get out of here now. Like, there's no more. What's like, up? You seem uh, puzzled. Well, I put here, she starts singing to herself. Does she? I don't yeah. think that's important. I put, she talks for ten minutes, and then starts singing. Oh, that was a flashback again. <laughs> is it? She yeah. doesn't sing anywhere in a flashback. No, no, Or was no. it the bit where, she kept, where it kept bouncing back and forth? I think this is the bit we kept... No, no, because I... I don't know. My notes here don't make sense, because I, I was kind of just, like, yeah. angry at the movie at yeah. this point. Is this the point where she says, oh, no, it had something to do with the eclipse? I think she blames the eclipse for no, what happened No, the point. dad does. Oh, is it? Remember he says, yeah. maybe it was something to do with the eclipse, I don't know. Oh, that's, that's when I said, yeah, that's Stephen King. No, because that is not Stephen King, because it's just him talking shit. Yeah. She associates it yeah. with the eclipse, but yeah. I don't think the eclipse... There's no mention anywhere that the eclipse is supernatural or it causes it. No. To me, that's just the dad trying to find excuses for what... I think the daughter might bought it. Well, maybe back then, but not anymore. Uh, I don't well, there's know, because no, well, the, there, there, no... there are bits where the eclipse appears later. Yeah, but that's symbolic. I don't think is it's... It? I think, really, to me, I think that is just pure psychology. Okay. She associates the eclipse with what happened. I don't think it's the eclipse. They never say anywhere that the eclipse is supernatural or... Yeah, because, look, I've actually written here. Um, there's no I, There's no Stephen King tropes. It's not set in Maine. There is a drunken father we find out later, but you never see him drink. She just says he has a drinking problem. She says, oh, that was it, when they're listing the similarities between the father and Gerald. She says that they both got a drinking problem. Yeah. But you oh, never yeah. see either of them drink, so no. that doesn't really matter. There's no religious rants. There's no, in Stephen King novels, there's always like, ah, Jesus, he doesn't yeah. like you because you're not a Christian. There's no supernatural stuff in it. Uh, no. And there's, uh, and there's no supernatural stuff that never gets explained. There's always like the psychic yeah. kid. Where did he get his psychic powers from? Never explained. She starts talking to her twelve yeah. Oh yeah, she has to sit down and talks with her, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, and she says that the key to escaping is found after the eclipse. Yes, because ah yes, well done, Aiden. Because she this is the flashback where she um she's at a At this point I wrote, she, we get another flashback. Yeah, but it's part of the same flashback. Yeah, but, still, but um still a flashback. Okay, there's um yeah, it's all part of the same flashback. It's not even a flashback. I think she's just... They're all flashbacks because it goes back in time to her 12-year-old yeah. self and she's at the dinner table. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it goes to the dinner table because the little girl says the key to getting out happens after the eclipse. You're right. Yeah. And she thinks back to the meal that the family was having after the eclipse. The dad, like, strokes the mother's belly. 
Yeah. And she squeezes, Jessie squeezes the glass she's holding so much that it shatters and she gets glass stuck in her fingers and, you know, blood everywhere. And there's this wonderful shot where the dad light escorts her out of the room. And the family's this is the there. bit. And the, oh wait, and the, the light just winks out. Oh, them. I didn't get that. I, I love that scene. They all kind of freeze, like just staring at her watching in the room. And then the light goes. What I liked was, uh, so the dad takes the daughter into the bathroom, yeah. starts washing her hands. Uh-huh. And then you look and Jessie's in the bed and she's looking and it's the bathroom of the room she's currently uh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Which you haven't seen any of the Saw movies. The Saw movies do that a lot, right. where it just transitions from one one room to another seamlessly. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. I really like that. How it's supposed to be a flashback, but she, it's like she's watching it in real time. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. And when I say it's cool, I mean in a how did they film it sort of way. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's This is the bit right before she attempts an escape, which, oh, fuck, we'll get to that. But um, it's Gerald keeps saying that, you know, he's talking about how they'll find it after she's died. And they'll take it back and they'll cut open. And they won't notice they won't notice that your wedding ring is gone. And they won't notice that. Because he's talking about the night's going to come soon. And yeah. that gaunt guy is going to come back. And by the way, you still don't know for sure Aiden's trying to open something. No, 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 no. Don't bring attention to okay, it. There's no okay. sound. Right, all right. They keep talking about... Because at this point, you still don't know. For, for a start, you still don't know whether or not the creepy guy, the Moonlight Man, is or isn't real. Uh, and well, even... The footprint was there, yeah. so that... Well, no, because that could just be in her head, too. Uh, at that point, I realised it was real. It seems real to her, but who's to know what's real to her? But even then, even if he is real, you don't know what he is. No. Because he keeps saying that it's death. He thinks it's like the little... Or is he a monster, or is he just a freaky guy? He's telling her, like, they'll find you, they'll find you without your wedding ring, and they'll find you without... Like, some small bone will be missing, they'll say, you know, because he's got a lot of bones and jewels in his uh bag. Now, this is where she decides... That she's going to, because the idea of the glass, you know, squeezing the glass when she was a little kid and bleeding. <clears throat> yeah. She remembers the glass on the shelf above her. She realizes that if she can cut her wrist with that, mm-hmm. blood, I think she says like blood. Uh, Gerald says all this. Yeah, but it's that. obviously her thinking it. Yeah. It's like blood before, oh no, they're trying to argue her out of it, remember, particularly her doppelganger herself. She's like, oh, this is a really bad idea. She said, no, before it clots, blood is as like as slick as oil. I can use it to slide out yeah. of the cups and get away. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. like saying, okay, but look, if you do this. Oh, yeah, because that, Gerald's her doubting herself. Yeah. yeah. yeah and she's right. like, look, if you do this, you've got to work real fast because you're already dehydrated. You've got to get, because her plan is she's going to get loose, get to the phone, see if it works. If that doesn't work, get over there, get some water, bat, um, and then just get the car keys and get out of there. Didn't, oh, at this point, doesn't her dream self say to her your legs haven't walked in oh two yeah, days. yeah and you haven't walked you for a while running. so you, you know yeah because you're not gonna be able to run but um which comes back later yes now oh this bit is great wor- worse than the hobbling scene from misery yeah which which oh no the hobbling scene was worse no 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 uh, now there was a worse visual in this uh, probably see the hobble now i'm speaking to someone who hates the hobbling scene i've not been able to watch the hobbling scene I think this one is worse. Just yeah? thinking of going to... I, oh. I mean, thinking about... Yeah, yeah. I but, think I might go... I'm, I might rather go through the hobbling than this, but... Um, I'd rather have a relaxing weekend away than Yeah, you. yeah. With casual bondage. Where <laughs> yeah. my partner doesn't have a heart attack and leave me stranded. Oh, I thought you meant the superhero, casual bondage. <laughs> <laughs> there should be. There should be a superhero called that. Or a bar. <laughs> but... Ah, <laughs> uh, you want a beer? Tie yourself down. Let's go to casual bondage. She gets the glass. Oh, fuck. 
Now, first of all, she chucks all the water away. And I was like, I would have drunk that before I did this. Yeah. Before she starts, she looks at the dog and says, you stay there, dog. And he's just like, roar. <laughs> but uh, she smashes the glass against the shelf. And it's already horrible. There's like bits of glass stuck in her palm. She gets like the biggest chunk. She slides it around and like wedges it in um, like the a gap in her. the shelf. Yeah. And she slices her wrist open with it. I was like, Deep. I was like, all right, all right, that's not too bad. And the blood runs down her wrist, and she starts pulling it out. And oh fuck, it is. Look, okay. Do you want me to describe? No, hang on. These are my notes. <laughs> These are my notes. Okay, he has a whole A five page, and it just says, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck." Do not like exclamation mark. Yeah, that's a lot of fucks. Yeah, yeah. So as she's pulling her hand out, she gets it most of the way. But then the handcuff catches on the cut and she starts peeling her hand. The skin starts coming off the hand. It's a like degloving. Like her hand's a yeah. glove. Oh. And she just... It's so she gives it, fucking awful. She realises, fuck it, gives it one hard tug and she frees herself oh. with... Her right hand is out. <laughs> there's, there's a line I actually really liked in this where Gerald says, you haven't walked in two days, your legs won't work. And Jesse says... If my hands do this job, my legs better do their fucking job. <laughs> but they do. She now she she gets up. She stands up has off to, the yeah, left her right hand side. Hand's completely fucked. She's dragging the bed along with her. She gets to the table where the keys for the handcuffs are. Mm-hmm. She's trying to pick them up with like her fucked up hand and trying to use her mouth to. She drops the first one. It's like, ah! yeah. And she gets the second one and she manages to unlock it. No, she gets to the phone first. Oh, yeah. Oh, she gets to the phone, and it is out of juice. Uh-huh. See, Gerald wasn't bullshitting. Uh-huh, and so, Apple products run out quickly. Yes, yeah. Are you, are you telling our, our viewers to not buy Apple? No, I'm just saying their batteries could do better maintenance. Okay, yeah. Apple, take that on board. Thank you. And sponsor us while you're at it. And don't worry that we made fun of Bill Gates. Is oh. it Bill Gates him? Or is he I Windows? don't know. The fact that we don't know has already got us into trouble. Let's just get on with, on with the oh, review. Oh, we're in so much yeah. trouble for this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's your top 10 joke. <laughs> um, yes, probably. Fuck it then, yeah. Uh, Let's just make fun of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Aiden, you suck. Yeah. But uh, all right, look. Europe, we left you. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Iceland, what are you doing? You there? know, Aiden, I just plain don't. I'm beefing that. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. That's where you draw the line. If I said, I'm beefing all of this, okay, mate. All right, whatever. But um. So she gets loose and she bandages her fucked up hand up. This, this bit, she, this bit drove me nuts because she's like stag- She sees the keys to the car. She's staggering towards it and passes out. And I'm just like, no! And exactly what I knew. I knew this was going to happen because she wakes up and the dog is like, like worrying on her like fucked up hand. Yeah. And she like slaps him away. <laughs> Give me that hand. No, it's mine. She gets to um. She gets up. She gets to the dresser. She gets the keys. And then the dog starts growling. Not at her. It's looking down the corridor into the bedroom yep it's furs all bristled up it starts whining and it like slinks away goes into the bathroom yeah probably to wet itself yeah probably oh it's a house trained dog yeah, yeah. it's a house trained wild dog that eats <laughs> you but um he's just got manners okay yeah 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 trained well apart from you know yeah. not to eat people and she looks down there. I love this scene too because it's all yeah. done quiet there's no music she's just like because she knows she knows what's happening if the dog's run off I'm always creeped out by that animals yeah. seeing something that you can't I don't know, it makes... does get a bit overused when it comes to ghosts. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Except yes, in paranormal activity. Uh, I agree with that. I haven't. <laughs> the second one. I haven't seen the second yeah. one. But um, first one doesn't have any animals in it. No, it doesn't. She looks down the corridor, and the moonlight man is standing there. 
Did they ever uh, call him the Moonlight Man? She calls him the Moonlight Man once. Okay. Yeah, and as she's walking towards him, she says, you're not real. You're made of moonlight. And she's obviously a little bit delirious at this point. She takes off her wedding ring and drops it in the bag. And he's just like, looking at it. Pretty sure he makes that noise as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She runs out into the um, into the yard. She gets in the car. As she's about to drive away, she looks out the wing mirror and like Gerald's just standing there. This time fully clothed because he's in his underwear <laughs> yeah. when, when he's, um, you know, the delusional version of him. And he like, well, oh, she probably mentioned too that when she wakes up from falling over in the room passing out, she sees Gerald's remains on the floor. Oh, yeah. Is the eye gone? The eye's gone, the ear's gone. Yeah. A lot of the flesh's gone. It's pretty grim. Pretty grim. He's gone green. I didn't notice that. There was bits of him have gone green, so he's always been there for a while. It two rots. days. Yeah, it's summer, though. Rots fast, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. But, um, but still, that's two days. Yeah. Oh, that place must have smelled. Oh, yeah. Uh, you probably get used to it. Where'd you get to the bathroom? Never mind. I don't think she was there. She didn't eat anything, did she? So, nothing to come out of the system. Yeah, she gets in the car. As she's driving away, she sees Gerald like wave to her one more time. Bye! Yeah. Bye! Invent fridges! Remember yeah. this place! <laughs> Fond memories. <laughs> Think of this when you're having the best <laughs> sex of your life. <laughs> yeah, this is the bit where Gerald pops out and says, no, this is all a really kinky game. That, <laughs> that that dead version of me, that's a dummy. The dog was trained. That creepy guy, he's a friend of mine. Just hired him to do the role. <laughs> oh, could you? That would be M. Night Shyamalan if he was doing this. And might actually be a I, good twist. I might have liked that more than the actual ending of this movie. Okay. I actually would have if she had come out the front door and there was a marching man going da, 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 da. okay well let's get to I the end right now six stars when she's dri- she's driving along speeding speeding along I don't she b- is r- I, like, burning I, rubber I said part of me doesn't blame her but the other part of me is you know you're kind of like hanging on to consciousness there when you slow she down a little she is clearly drifting in and out yeah she's drifting in and out then it does this I think visually this might be my favourite bit of the movie because she drifts in and out a bit and then it goes back like the eclipse has started again. The whole world is bathed in that red, hellish glow again. Everything becomes kind of like otherworldly. And she looks in the rearview mirror, and the moonlight man is sitting in the back seat. His eyes are like glowing fucking red. It's like super freaky. And then he does this. It's not even a jump scare. It's like almost like he lovingly leans forward and puts his arm around her, just leans up to her and just goes, Mouse. And it cuts to her crashing into a tree. You see this, um, these lights go on in a house, so she's crashed near a house. The crash was my most terrifying scene. Really? Because it looked awful. And there was no airbags. Oh, yeah, she, she, like, gets out, I'm like, very rich, she gets out of the car, she sees him, she goes, hi, (laughs) and just collapses. Oh, no, she bonks on the horn. Oh, yeah, she honks on the horn and gets out. By the way, did you notice they all have medical gear right on them? Did they? Who, who are these people? I don't know. I just noticed they had torches and we're just like we're waving them wildly yeah, like they were lightsabers like, <laughs> I, I imagine as they were running like oh no we got to help this person hey hey dave my light Dave's. looks like a lightsaber and they just start going yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a woman here which probably help oh, oh, no no oh, they have lightsaber oh, yeah. fights yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just awesome this is the point all right yeah, why don't oh, you wait, tell can the i just say yeah. my uh analogy of the simpsons cliff thing yeah, yeah. this was the point where the the ambulance crashed the ambulance which crashed. is probably fitting because this is her getting saved yeah, I don't want to talk about it because I hate this bit. Okay, I'll talk about oh, it. Uh, are we talking about the the letter scene? Yeah. I hated this. Why? Uh, we'll, we'll get to the why in a minute. It cuts to... Well, you can tell us a while later. She's got like um a sort of glove on her hand, isn't she? And she takes out a letter and she starts writing with it. And she gives... This is obviously like a little... Le- this is all, If this was a book, it would be an epilogue. Now, um, she says like... You know, I've had a couple of skin grafts. It still hurts to write. 
but I and you know I have to um have to write this to uh, to you. Doesn't give any hint who she's writing to at the moment. Uh, but you find out. Yeah, you find out. Uh, so she's writing the letter. She gives a rundown of what happened. First of all, that the um the people who saved her, the cops and the medics. I don't think it, it doesn't overtly say this, but it's implied that she doesn't really want to tell them what happened. So no, she, she kind of pretends she, tells she has them, amnesia. She tells, yeah, she she feigns amnesia, and they kind of buy it because you know, all right, and I, the I'd lawyer, buy that. And the lawyers who know everything refuse yeah, to give, yeah, because it'll make their it's a bit of a scandal. So they decide to just and they, they, they decide, she, and because she wants the inheritance and insurance. all that insurance, sorry, yeah, and everything that comes yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, so they give her all that. Yeah, she she says she gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, they. I guess com- they they do believe that he died of a heart attack. The coroner confirms yeah. that and everything, so she's not in trouble or anything like that. They said it was a long time coming. Yes, she says that she uses the money to start a foundation for uh, survivors of molestation. So, you know, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says life uh, otherwise, you know, got back to normal. It was great, apart from the nights when I would lie awake and wait for him to turn up. And it cuts to the scene where you know. She's in a very nice apartment. Yeah, it looks at the end of her bed, though, and Moonlight Man is standing there. Glowing red eyes. This is a long bedroom, and he's at the very end. Yeah. Glowing red eyes, grinning at her, looks down with his bag full of, you know, his grizzly trophies. She says that's how it goes, and then she read the newspapers. Now, it turns out that the Moonlight Man, the guy that she saw, was a guy by the name of Raymond Andrew LeBay? Something like that. Uh, Now, this guy's real. He's a human being. He's a grave robber. They call him the Crypt Creeper. Because he started with just yeah, he's, robbing he's dead a nec- bodies. Yeah, he's a necrophiliac. Well, necrophilia comes later. She starts. He starts. Yeah, he starts by um, first. He had been robbing like graves for their jewels. He had progressed to like ears and eyes and bits like that. Then it becomes. It turns into an X File episode at the end. Well, you haven't seen. I'll, I'll yeah. get to that in a bit. He starts with jewelry. Yeah. Moves on to body parts. Then moves on to stripping them of their clothes. Then it also says, yeah, he robs the genitals and has sex with some of the bodies, but it was exclusively men, which was lucky for her. Though she wasn't dead, so I don't really say but Yeah, but he does kill women. Yes. Yeah. Then it comes to, then he progressed from robbing graves to actually killing people because he was caught when he was, someone woke up and caught him naked in his room trying to cut his ear off. Uh, yeah, this that is. Was, a, that was a pretty scary image to put in my head, but um, yeah. But at this point, I just wrote in capital letters, "Why do we need this fucking explanation?" Okay, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. So then, there's a bit where she, um, yeah. at this point, she gives the letter she's writing to her twelve year old self, yeah. and the twelve year old self is writing it metaphorically. Like she's not literally going back in time and giving it to her twelve year old self. She's yeah. writing the letter to herself, essentially. The um, and at this point, I wrote. This is dumb. All right, so let's just finish the now, thing and then we'll get... it turns out he's arrested and has been put on trial. Yeah, he's been put on trial. She goes to the courthouse. She walks in. He's there being read his charges. He goes back to her. She walks up... Loaded she... courthouse. Oh, yeah. well, it would be. If you had a case like this, you would go want to go watch that fucking But court. they don't... But... Yeah, there's security guards there to stop people getting in, but they let this woman in. Uh, I don't think that stops... Knows... Some... It doesn't stop people walking into the court. The news reporters outside are saying that there's, this is a highly... Yeah, they're not popular... allowed They're not allowed reporters in there. But there was She's also guards to stop people, and they just yeah, sort to of... to stop the reporters. Oh, is it just the reporters? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But she uh, she walks in, and she says, like... She, yeah. No, they, hey. she walks in. Yeah. She slowly walks up to him. Yeah. And just goes, hey! And he, like, turns around, and he, like, sees hey. her. And he does look like Voldemort here. And this is where he looks more real, doesn't he? And he says, um... Oh, he does it where he just, like, wrench it like nothing, just wrenches his arms loose of the handcuffs. 
Yeah. Fuck it, he, he wouldn't have trouble if he was Jane of the Bed, was he? Only oh, so, smiling. Oh, he's, he's, smiling. He's, he's happy and, to see uh, her. And he says, You're not real. You're made of moonlight. Oh, yeah, and he keeps... I remember her, her exact line. Yeah, and she... um. Once she's walking up to him, he turns into both her father and into Gerald. She says, huh, you're a lot smaller than I remember. And he kind of even goes, oh. And then she like walks out and really good. And he's, by the way, I love how she puts, first of all, kind of laughed at this. She walks out of the court. She puts sunglasses on and I had a CSI Miami moment. <laughs> but really nice scene. She turns around and walks away down the street. And if you look above her, you can see the sun. If you look very carefully, you can just see like the cusp end of the shadow of the moon, which is off the eclipse moving. To where the was side. the traffic? She's in the middle of a busy. It's road. a movie. That's where the traffic was. I was expecting the car hitter, and that'd be the end. That, of the movie. That, that, what, like the end of Scary Movie Two? I put. Thank God it's ended. Do you want to give your thoughts first? I hate the ending, and I did not need because this was half an hour of explanation. Twenty-five minutes to half an hour of her writing a letter to her twelve-year-old mm. self, yeah. explaining everything. I did not need any of this. She had got out of the house. That's mm. all I needed. I did not care about the flashbacks. You've wasted 40 minutes of this movie. Right. Could have been an hour of her just getting out. Maybe do the hospital thing where she says, oh, I famed amnesia. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've got that tied up. Did not need everything else. Did not need the entire Moonlight Man's biography. Did not need all the flashbacks explaining her daddy issues. Gerald was a dick. We know that. We uh, get that. It was just a lot of extra stuff. Just to make it an hour and 40 minutes, because that's what right. length the movie has to be now. But it wasn't, because it's all in the book. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think, I think they were just trying to be loyal to the book, I don't think it was... Yeah, but you don't need to, because it's a movie. If people aren't loyal to the book, they can just get the book. Well, sure. Is that all, is that all you've got to say of, about it? Well, I'd like to say that I think if someone takes this movie mm. and edits it, it could be really good. Just edit out all the fluff. I put... At one point I put, how are they going to make this last an hour and 40 minutes? I went, oh, padding. Right. Because there was a lot of padding. Is there anything else? Mm, yeah, I suppose. Uh, okay, so I'll say, is, do you think it's scary? No. Would you recommend it? No. Right. No. I asked people at my work what they thought of the movie. Uh-huh. Everyone saw it the same thing. They went, it was great concept, dumb execution. Okay. What about yourself? I love this movie. This is... I say it's a horror it's much more of a thriller. It's it, there's no horror. It's all thriller. It's, there's horrific bits in it, so I would actually incorporate it as a horror. It reminds me, what's the movie where the guy gets his arm stuck when he goes mountain climbing? And he has I, to I cut haven't off. seen that movie. Yeah, I, it's I just a straight. I, I know kind of what you're talking about, but yeah. it's it's a horror mixed with a thriller, and I guess it's also kind of a what you said, a survivalist uh, movie. Now, I liked it. I did. I mean, all this stuff about you don't need the flashback, you don't need the end bit. Yeah, you don't need it. But I don't think it ruins the movie. I didn't think it added anything was my well, fault. Well, it, it added it to me. You don't need it if all you, the only story you're trying to tell is just about you know a woman getting stuck in a forest and getting loose. Yeah. But that's not what the story is. It's a story also about a woman breaking loose of the dark aspects of her past. And then you do need that. Now, you can say you don't want that, which I get. But if you want something that's... This is the apocalypse now of horror movies. Because... There is a lot of talking in it. There is a lot of um, delving into the psyche of things. It's not a movie you'd watch for fun. I don't watch Apocalypse Now for fun. Apocalypse Now is my favourite movie. I don't watch it for fun. Because okay. it's fucking... It, it does bring you down. Yeah. It's something you watch for an experience to make you feel more rounded as a human. You don't watch it for light-hearted fun. I like the symbolism. I don't think it's forced. I don't think it's pretentious. 
it manages nah. to do it in a way that like I said it doesn't ever feel like it's bashing me over my head with it it's not like a Shyamalan movie it's not like who's that guy who Doug made fun of you know Doug Ooh, ask me what it means ask me what it means yeah that guy I can't remember what he's called but I like the gets a bit heavy handed the analogy to Gerald and the dad sometimes they talk too much sometimes it's, they talk a bit too much they mumble a bit too much I think that might be a good uh, criticism I didn't mind the flashbacks. I thought the flashbacks were done fine. They worked into the kind of story they were telling them. Do you would you need it for do you need it for a story? No, you do need it for the story they're trying to tell here. I I think they were smoothly worked in. They were either like incorporated into dreams or her being sort of delusional and thinking through things so they didn't feel forced. The backstory at the end honestly I probably would have liked it if they kept the Moonlight Man ambiguous to say, was he real or what was he? Yeah, that would have been cool if they the, left it ambiguous. There's a point where she's saying that all the police scan house, they couldn't find a trace of my wedding ring. So yeah. she was doubting this. Yeah, yeah. But then it goes into the whole newspaper. I think that's probably the one criticism that I have. I don't mind the whole you realise what he is and you know what he's done I thought that was fine I thought the backstory though you didn't need it for that story actually this is where I will say you didn't need that for this story but I don't think it ruins it I think his backstory is creepy enough I like the way they did it edited it filmed it acted it I like the subtle hints like I said I didn't know the label was going to come back the bit with the eclipse moving away from the sun so now you know the sun's out in our life I know that sounds pretentious, but they because I didn't notice it the first time, I had to actually look. So it's not rubbing it in your face. It does it like subtly in the background. I like that. Yeah, I like this movie. I think you probably have to be more into... I'm well, trying to think of the least arrogant way to say this because I don't want to get this misconstrued. What was the, but, I'm curious, what yeah. was the reception when you watched it at movie night? Oh, they all loved it. Emily liked it, though she didn't like the dog eating the husband but yeah they all liked it i liked it it was uh missed a lot of it because you shouldn't want like i said you shouldn't watch it with a crowd because it is a kind of movie you have to actually listen to it's a good thriller i'd recommend anyone watch it check it out for yourself aiden says he had a crowd that didn't respond i have a crowd that did res- did respond to it Although I everyone, to everyone i spoke to loved the concept yeah but then when you bring up the flashbacks the yeah. super night yeah. like the nightmare dude being uh, real all that then they lost it as well. Yeah, like I said, I the flashbacks work for the story they're telling. The only thing I would throw in there is I'd prefer it if they left the Moonlight Man ambiguous, but I don't think that ruins it. You can... A lot of people said... It's like the analogy I would draw is like Star Trek Into Darkness. A lot of people said that the ending to that ruins it because it tries to closer to parallel Wrath of Khans. Yeah. I'd probably prefer it if they didn't do that. But it doesn't ruin the movie. It's still a good movie. Fair enough. Um, I would say it was scary because the Moonlight Man is one of a monster, one of the few monsters I've ever had, which did leave me kind of freaked out. I did have like a mark of a good horror movie to me is that when you're lying in your bed at night, you're thinking about it, and you think it's any moment could be in your room. And I had moments yeah. looking at the end of my bed, thinking, "Yeah, he'd be scary to see." Yeah, it, but so. it wasn't scary when I found out he was real. No, that was what killed that, the scare That would scare still scare me. Yeah? So you, you, wait, you wouldn't be scared if a serial when killer it, was in your bedroom. When it was him in the corner of the yeah, room, yeah. and you don't know if he's there or not, yeah. that's when I was scared. Okay. When I realised it was just a dude, he's just a dude. So you're not scared of serial killers? He's still creepy. 
I don't don't need it to be... I don't want to be in a room with a serial killer, but I'm not going to wake up and see a serial killer in my room. Well, why not? What what did it for me is when they said in the movie that a guy woke up and found him in his room trying to cut his ear off. Like, that freaked me out. I guess maybe it's being different kinds of scared. Scared of not knowing for sure whether it's there. Yeah. Or it's the difference between terror and horror. Terror is you're scared of what you don't know is going to happen. Horror is when you're scared of the thing that you know is there. I don't know. He looked scary. The image of him was scary enough. What he actually is ultimately is, I guess, sort of immaterial. Anything else? Not really, no. Uh, I'll just say it's interesting because... Sorry. That's the first one we've had where we didn't concur. Yeah, because uh, you said, after you wound up last week's episode, you said, oh, I wonder when we'll get to the point where we'll be doing bad movies. <laughs> I sort of thought this was the point. No. Yeah. Cause, uh, oh, you thought I wouldn't like this either? Yeah, because I thought the ending was so dumb, I thought you must have thought no, this too. No. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought I didn't you, think it was dumb. I, I didn't know was... this was your second time watching it. Sure, I probably specified too. The only part that I thought I, I didn't think the ending was dumb. I thought parts of it were unnecessary, revealing who the Moonlight Man was. I thought that was unnecessary. You didn't need that. You could have left it ambiguous. I didn't think her writing the letter to herself was dumb because you needed a way. I think if it had ended with her just in hospital, I would have felt like no, I need more closure than that. I need to know sort of. Yeah, but I would have liked not knowing what happens. No, afterwards. not with this movie. Mm-hmm. It's um. It's not that kind of movie. I need to sort of know. I needed something to wrap it up. And her writing a letter to herself, that worked for me. That felt like... And I could even imagine myself doing that just to give... Because I would need to give my... After going through something like that, I'd have to give myself closure. I got, I could, mm, I got vibes of It, the miniseries. Like, I'm, I could imagine someone... That, the so. One of the guys as an adult writing a letter to Seth Green as a kid telling him to watch out for this clown. It just felt silly to me. But it didn't feel silly to me because it felt like she was just doing it for herself to work through something. It felt natural to me. Okay. It didn't feel silly. And like I said, honestly, if it, if you took the flashbacks out of it, I would not know this was a Stephen... If you, if you didn't tell me in advance, I wouldn't know this was a Stephen King. I would not no, think I w- this was based I, off a Stephen King book. I would not have. But when the flashbacks happened and it, the Eclipse all stuff came up, I was like, this and, is Stephen King. And even King. the Eclipse, I don't think would have... Yeah, probably nailed it for me. No, no, I get the idea. Stephen King because they're just like they didn't mention Maine. Have, there was you no, seen the father Ma- wasn't drinking. You haven't seen Maximum Overdrive, have you? Yes, I've seen bits of it. That's an eclipse. Okay, and then that's what made me. Okay, think but Stephen even King. but even then the eclipse. The, I mean, the, in that the eclipse actually did something. It's yeah. the thing that starts the machines acting out. The eclipse didn't actually. Ah, you don't do- know that. It's ambiguous. <laughs> no, it's not. They say it. They show like some fuzz coming off the eclipse. No, no, no. It's ambiguous it. in this movie. Oh, in this movie, yeah. Because the dad says, yeah, I did but it because but of the eclipse. But there's nothing supernatural in this movie. So, I... And what, the glowing red eyes. What's being... Yeah, but that's, again, I think that's just in her head. Yeah, but She's, is it, though? That's the thing. Yeah. See, you can you can argue these sort of things. Sure. Yeah. Isn't that a good thing? It leaves it a bit... There's some subtlety anyway. It's like, oh, was yeah, that there? Or was that there? <sighs> my problem... Maybe my problem was that they didn't... Like, you say they left it subtle. They kind of yeah. didn't because they explain everything. Well, so they, didn't, they didn't leave the Moonlight Man subtle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. That could have that would have been better if it was left sort of um, unambiguous, uh, if it was left ambiguous. But the rest of it, I guess it kind of isn't subtle because you know it's all in our head. Mm. But I don't I don't mind that. Mm. I like things that get inside the head. and like, I, it's this, I like it for the same reason I like Oculus. We probably should have watched that first. Yeah, Oculus does the same thing. But it, that kind of does it better because then you really are left like... Dude, did what just happen really happen, or is everyone just nuts? Yeah, we'll review that at some point. Some point. See what you think of that? As for next time, though, uh, I've picked. Oh yes, what is the next review, Ain? Let us know. From Dust Till Dawn, the movie, the Tar- Tarantino. Tarantino. Oh, 
Well, that'll be fun. It's on Netflix. Okay, cool. Uh, not the miniseries, though. I have no interest in watching the I miniseries. I didn't even know there was one. There is. It's okay. a Netflix original series, I think. I haven't heard no one say good things about her. Okay. We'll do... from. I Basically, as you were run, run, winding up this, I went through Netflix's horror selection. Uh-huh. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, uh, terrible. Yeah, I actually do remember... Dust till dawn. We went through Jeepers Creepers three. They they have a lot of horror movies where it's the far off sequels. All right. So oh good. So we have a, a a stash of free movies that we can watch. So they've got like Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, not uh, number one. Uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, do they have all the five. remakes on there? Uh, I don't know. They got uh, they probably yeah, will. But like Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Yeah. Poltergeist two. <laughs> Nazi Vengeance. <laughs> Sharknado. <laughs> we will review that one day. Oh, Doom. Do we have to review that? Yeah. Doom's great. Oh, they have Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ooh. I've, everyone Ooh. says that's great. I would like Oh, to... should I pick that as my next one instead? It's up to you, Aiden. It's oh, your... How... It's the Let... ball's in your court. Let me see. Uh... No, you've yep. already said You've already no. said Dust Till Dawn. Fuck it. Let's not do that movie. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Quentin Tarantino. It's probably a long movie. I don't want a long yeah, movie after is, this. Yeah. I want Killer Clowns from Outer Space. All right, we'll watch because... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. Killer Clans from Outer Space. Alright, we'll watch Killer Clans from Outer Space. Oh, so watch Killer Clans from Outer Space. Yeah. Well, we're just rambling now. Should we wrap it up? Oh, I've wrapped it up. It's all wrapped. Putting a little bell on it now. Uh, we're just rambling now, so we should yeah, wind let's up. Yeah, let's call it. Call it a podcast. Bye. Fire. <laughs>